I've been sat watching this show for weeks about this draft, and you, you old bastard, have come out and told me, oh, none of that matters. People are coming from here, there, and everywhere. Roland's out. Daniel Bryan's out. I'm thinking, is this guy taking the fucking piss? Sorry for swearing the piss out of us here. Hello and welcome to Wrestling Newspaper FM. You're listening to Wrestling Newspaper Weekly. I am your host, Daniel. And as ever, I am joined by Danny. And today, we are going to be discussing the major topics from the world of wrestling from this week. We're going to be discussing a big announcement from All Elite Wrestling. We're going to be discussing WWE going into panic mode. We're going to be reviewing 205 Live, as well as previewing the best of the Super Juniors. But first, I'm going to speak to Danny. Danny, how are you doing? Hey, mate. I'm really good, thank you. Um, how are you today? Oh, I am fine, though. I'm fine. I've just got my vanilla latte in my hand, so I'm starting to perk up a little bit. <laughs> so, Danny, it's been a dramatic week. Maybe not in the world of, well, the world of professional wrestling, but I cannot start the show without mentioning a little bit of football. What a dramatic week in the world of football. I have not watched that much wrestling this week compared to normal, as I have been watching Man City, Tottenham, the Shite versus Barcelona, and last night, Ajax versus Tottenham. You, you watched the Tottenham game last night? Yeah, well done, Tottenham. Oh, it was excellent, weren't it? Lucas Maurer, I... a football manager legend. I really just don't want to talk about football at the moment. You can understand why. Ah, uh, it's fine, Danny. We've got Sunday. We've got Sunday. They'll be crushed after Sunday. We don't hope. start. Don't start. <laughs> you know what what happens with them? Yeah, it, yeah. The, the Spurs match last night was fantastic. I actually really felt so sorry for Ajax when those um, when that goal went in and the players just dropped to the floor. They, you know, they've had such a good, great season. They've played some amazing football. They have been suspect at the back. Um, but hopefully a new era for them, um, uh, winning the Dutch Cup, um, which I think is called the Johan Cruyff Trophy now. Um, and, you know, they're starting maybe a new era there. Um, rather than just being a purely selling club, they might start building towards something again. Um so, yeah, I felt so sorry for them, but well done to Spurs, an all-English final um, with, with the other lot as well. Um, so, yeah, looking, you know, looking good for English football. We could have an all-English um, UEFA Cup final as well, depending on how things go tonight. Yeah, we could, we could. But I will be watching the Mansfield-Newport game, but Danny, how scary is this thought that just came into my head? By the next time... We record the Wrestling Newspaper Weekly. Liverpool don't say it, could don't be say champions it, of England. And <laughs> No, we've got three weeks until that. Oh, okay. By the next episode, the next don't, time why, I... Why are you saying this? Why, why are you just tempting fate all the time? Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. So, Danny, before I'll end the football talk, I'm sure our... Some of our listeners may not be interested in football. However, they are interested in wrestling. And Danny, we can't start anywhere else but by discussing what you got up to late on this bank holiday weekend. Uh, <laughs> you crazy bastard. 
Right. Yeah. The, okay. So basically, I'm I'm a very small-minded and jealous person. Um, I've been. I went last year and had an absolute ball at Super Strong Style Sixteen. Um, went down to London with all my friends. Went down on the Friday. Come back on the Tuesday. Drank at watch pro wrestling. Um, spent time with great friends and. I missed that, and I said this year I wasn't going to do it because it was going to be too expensive coming off the back of a WrestleMania trip. And I was looking at Facebook and could see all my mates having having a lovely time at Ali Pali drinking. I just thought you absolute bastards. You see, I don't like I don't like it when people are having a nice time doing something I like and I'm not. It really gets on my nerves. Um, so I'd uh, started looking at coach travel down there because all the trains were off from Liverpool. And because the trains were off, the coaches in the day were more expensive. So I ended up on Sunday night at uh, 10 o'clock in the evening, obviously, at night, getting a coach to London that went via Manchester Leeds and Sheffield. So I went actually went up to come down. Got in at six in the morning on Monday. Um and the nice thing about that was the tube was absolutely fucking empty. There was no uh, no hassling about and knocking into each other and generally just battling with people. Got into Southgate and a few my mates offered me a spare bed in his hotel because he had one free. And I uh, got a few hours sleep, got up, went to Weatherspoons for breakfast, as you do. And I, also, there was a Weatherspoons in, in London, which was charging less than £2 a pint, which I just could not get my head around. Um, uh, it'd, be, it'd be Monday Club, won't it? Monday Club? Um, uh, no, I think that was just, just the general pricing, um, because I went in the what? following day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was... Uh, the the Ruddles best was one ninety nine, and the Bud Light and another like standard lager was two pound ten a pint. Um, so yeah, it gave me a bit of a shock. It was in Southgate, so it's further much further out in central London. Um, but you I was going to say, uh, Danny, we we usually go to that old bar one, you know, next to London Euston Station, and it's oh, definitely it's not two pound a pint there. It, it's not there anymore, mate. It's um the the. Is it uh, not? the no, no, they've got rid of it now. Oh, it's not, it's not, is it? We went, we tried going last time and it was shut. Uh, me and me and G, we, we once got uh, a tab in there, and needless to say, anyway, carry on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably best. Um, <laughs> there, there, is, um, there is a great pub, like a two-minute walk away, I'll tell you about off there, um, if you're going away um, again. But yeah, we, we've gone to, um, we've gone to Weatherspoons um, for our breakfast, and then we got a Uber from Southgate down to Ali Pali. The great thing about this hotel is nobody really wants to stay there. It's a just a standard Premier Inn, but it's that far away from central London. Um, it's right by the tube station. And the good thing is, though, it's about five minutes away from Ali Pali. So by the time there's a few of you in an Uber, and it's about seven, seven quid to get there, it's great. So you're there in no time. Ali Pali, as I've always said, my favourite venue in this country. Um, just lovely, lovely place on top of the hill where the uh, transmitter is for the um, t- TV stations. 
but it was the people's palace that was given to the people and it's, going, it's still undergoing restoration at the moment however absolutely brilliant place um loved loved the uh day three of progress i've seen the best match that i've seen since mania um well since kota Ibushi match um in david star versus jordan devlin and i think devlin was carrying an injury as well which spoke even higher about it there was some other good matches on the card there was also a bit of a laugh um like nice to see jimmy havoc coming out with a bang um i will have a vlog up on the uh youtube site as soon as i can get around to it. it'll probably be some point later on today so if you do want a bit more information about that come and have a look at the vlog yeah so make sure you stay tuned look out for danny's vlog on his trip to ali pali and progress um so yeah jordan devlin david star that is a match i will certainly be checking out when it comes on the vod at the beginning of june um so <laughs> danny <laughs> um so yeah you crazy eight hour bus journey let's not let's get that into consideration this man took an eight hour overnight coach journey on bank well, holiday sunday i think i think i've told you before when I had less money, and I, and I used to love Rev Pro. I used to go love going down to York Hall, another excellent venue. So, what I do when I did, when I didn't have much money is I get the coach down the Megabus or the National Express down to London, um, which is about five or six hours, and then get the twelve thirty-five. Sorry, the eleven thirty-five coach or forty-five coach um, back home. But it was a lot easier getting the overnight bus back home than it was when you're on your way there because you've got to get over the tiredness. At least when you're on the way home, you, you'll get home, you can sleep it off and worry about it another time. So it was. It took me back a few years, but yeah, it was good. It was well worth it. Great, great. So yes, yeah, so look out for the vlog from Danny on his trip to progress. What is it? Strong Style, Super Strong Style 16. Um, yeah, I, I like the choice of people in the final. Devlin and Star, that would have been the final. I would have chose from the start. Um, they obviously had a great match. Have you seen the match in OTT? Yes, yes, I have. Yeah, that was, I love that match. One of the best it, video packages in years. It was as good, if not better, than that match. It was very Right, good. right. And, and considering right. Dev, Devlin had hurt himself as well, it, was, it also started off... It also got me, I'll just say this quickly, it got me genuinely excited about the progress, about progress going forward for the first time in a long time. Um, the David Starr has taken up the independent banner and he's talking about going on and beating Walter, one of your NXT boys. So here we are again. Super Strong Style 16. They call it the most prestigious tournament in European wrestling. The opportunity to win a shot at the Progress World Championship and etch your name alongside the most illustrious class of wrestlers in modern European history. Travis Will Ospreay, Zack Sabre Jr., Al Cerrone, Tommy End. And history says I'll fail. History says I won't win this tournament. You know, they'll say, Typical David Starr. He gets oh so close and then drops the ball at the end. So what makes this year different? 
Well, it certainly feels different, doesn't it? A tournament that prides itself on representing British independent professional wrestling is seemingly absent of that commodity. Presented by a promotion that is seemingly absent of that commodity. Hell, me? This kid from Philly represents Britress Indy a lot more than Progress Wrestling does in 2019. And that's because I don't operate under the false pretense that my life's work is vindicated by a begged-for contract. I'd rather choke on greatness than nibble on mediocrity. I do everything on my own terms, and I'm better than I ever have been. And that is why this year is different. My words are loud, but my wrestling speaks a whole lot louder. What better way? What better way to celebrate? What better statement to be made for independent professional wrestling than having its standard bearer, its flag waver, the best independent professional wrestler on the planet win the whole fucking thing? And then go on to beat one of your NXT boys to become your progress world champion. Um, there was a few jibes said to Jim Smallman throughout the course of the show from Jimmy Havoc, saying he's up Vince McMahon's arse and trying to make a joke of it. But there's um, there's a storyline going to go be going forward here about it sounds like it's going to be the independent guys against the WWE guys. Um, yeah. So I, I, one of the more innovative things that Progress has done for a long, long time. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, it, it's one of those things I will. I'd definitely be up for watching that. Um, however, I do think it's a bit risky to do. It'd be something I think would be good if they were thinking of stopping progress, like you said, maybe at chapter 100, which I'm still not convinced they'll do. Um, but I think in the long run, it is a bit risky, you know, like presenting the company as like a WWE brand because, you know, our independent wrestling fans like to be separate from WWE. Um, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. It should be good. At least it's something that happens. It's like progress hasn't really had a big storyline in a while from like looking from the outside anyway that would draw people no, like me. Certainly, into certainly, it. certainly one that that is um, that as I say is innovative. That it's it's a big story, and hopefully that's going to work its way up to that as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, right, Danny. So we're going to stay. In the UK for our next piece of news, which was announced late yesterday, well, mid-afternoon our time. ITV, the largest commercial television network in the UK, announced a partnership with All Elite Wrestling. To they're going to broadcast a highly anticipated, I'm reading this by the way in case you can't tell, the highly anticipated double or nothing event on ITV box office. So, ITV... AEW have announced a relationship going forward. What that might mean exactly, we don't know for the time being. They've just announced that they're going to be on ITV box office with the pre-show for Double or Nothing being on ITV4. Now, for people in the US, I think, Danny, we should try and explain. You probably, you're more intelligent than me with like general knowledge. But the ITV, as far as I know, is the first or second biggest television station in the UK. It is in every single home that has TV. I, that is ITV, and um, they're the positive. So ITV4 isn't the biggest side of that. But however, if they are starting a partnership with ITV, which they are, it is only a positive. It is a big announcement. It is huge. 
However, I wouldn't get overly excited about I did yesterday, and I am now. As it ITV, it's better than being with anybody else, pretty much. And it, this is the best that they could have done. It's great. It's however, World of Sport were also with ITV, and they really didn't go anywhere. So, Danny, I mean, I'm more interested in hearing your views on it. You're normally more reserved, more pessimistic with your views and excitement. You rein me in. So, Danny, your views on All Elite Wrestling partnering with ITV? Um, I think all over it's it's a good, um, it's a very good move for AEW. Um, probably a good move for ITV as well. Um, we, my... I, I have a. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of ITV. Um, after what happened, they seem to let sports teams and you know sports entertainment down quite a lot. In the mid '80s, uh, sorry, the late '80s, ITV pulled the plug on British wrestling on TV. A few years before, they started including WWF programming rather than British wrestling. Um, and what what that did is that that set British wrestling back about thirty years. Um, it's to the point that we're only just recovering from it though over the course of these last five years. The other thing is there was the whole. Uh, I think that you, this is something that would probably have affected you more than me. Um, I don't know whether it's something you can remember or that you were a fan of at the time. But obviously they put a lot of money into um, the championship and. Leagues yeah. one and two, um, by the ITV digital deal, which fell through yep. and caused a lot of football clubs to go into administration and to have serious financial issues. Um, they are the biggest, biggest TV company, terrestrial TV company in the in the UK. And as I've said previously, they, you know, as you said, sorry, they're available free in every home. It's like basic cable. Um, so everyone can receive that channel. So fantastic if they are going to get a weekly TV program going ahead. It's not what I've heard, but the rumours that you hear in wrestling are usually, you know, uh, you take with a pinch of salt. So I could, I could well sit, I could very well see the weekly TV being on ITV, and I hope it is. The other problem is that they've produced this, reused the world of sport name. And they've produced this absolutely fucking terrible piece of television um, over the course of the last, what, 18, 12, 18 months. It, 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 it's really poor. Uh, they've let wrestling fans down a lot when they've been going to in-studio um, audience members. People have been waiting outside for three hours because they didn't have a proper ticketing system. Then all of a sudden the attendance has dropped. And now this just seems to be the next thing of ITV getting into wrestling. I hope yeah, it does. I, can use, I was going to say, Danny, just what you've been mentioned. I can use a quick example. So about two years ago, I wasn't the biggest independent wrestling fan. I'm walking through the local shopping centre. I see a big banner. ITV Wrestling, World of Sport, coming to Preston Guildhall. Right? So it's on the banner in the middle of the shopping centre. So I'm thinking, oh... I might go to that, you know. So I'm looking at tickets and I'm thinking, mm, should I go? Should I go? So for a few days, I'm debating it. I go up. The show's cancelled until further notice and we never heard a dicky bird about it since. So that just shows the reliability possibly of ITV with wrestling. However, I'm sure, obviously, AEW have got them signed on the dotted line. 
Um, but yeah, go on, carry on, Danny. Sorry for the interruption. No, no, there, there's, there's many stories like that. The reason that show was supposedly pulled was due to lack of um, lack of interest and lack of tickets sold. I remember the one at the Guild Hall. I think they did do it later on, but it was under the new guys. Um, AW are backed by a, a, a billionaire and Tony Khan and his family. And I don't think this is going... They could have put this on Skybox Office um, if it would. I'm not sure whether WWE, WWE has an exclusivity deal, but they could have put it anywhere, and they'll do well. So I, I don't think it's going to make a huge difference to AEW if ITV decides to fuck this pay per view up, which they've done before. Um, however. It's it's a good it's a good deal because it gets exposure for them. They're offering a very reasonable price for the pay per view. I think it's fourteen ninety nine, isn't it? Um, that is a big thing, Danny, for us because for for you, like uh, I don't know, American listeners, basically, I know over in the states you pay a lot for the pay per views. However, we have been brought up, for, we've been trained to. I'd say nineteen ninety nine, which is what sixteen seventeen. I know it's about what twenty is that twenty two twenty three dollars or something. That is the most in the UK. You're going to really struggle to get anyone to buy a pay per view on television for more than 19.99, unless it's absolutely massive. So going in at 14.99, which is the price, what 17, 18 dollars maybe, that will get people to buy this pay per view. For me, I, there's pay per views I've seen on Fight TV that I've thought, yeah, I wouldn't mind buying that, but. I won't pay 30 quid, 35 quid for a pay-per-view because we're just not used to it. I can't get my head around. I know it's a different country, whatever. The fact that people will pay 50, 60 pounds for a pay-per-view. There's if, if put it this way, the Mayweather-McGregor fight, um, I don't know what it was in the States. What was it, $80 or something? Over here, I think it was 20 quid. It was 20 quid, 25 quid, I don't know. Um, but the rumours were that it was going to be 60, 70 quid at first. And it was all over social media. People were in uproar. There was no way anybody in the UK would have bought that show for 80 quid. Certainly not many people would have done anyway. Um, so, yeah, they've gone in at the right price at 14 99 Hopefully ITV, this is the big thing, I think. If Tony Khan can just, I don't know if they do this, but if they can just get a few adverts, Danny, played on ITV for All Elite, even like, and they might not do. But if they pay enough, I'm sure they will. They could just get a few adverts for the show on ITV. That would be huge because a lot of people watch ITV, don't they? A lot of people. Maybe not like all those people who use, like, I don't know, Netflix and all that sort of stuff. We watch it on the computers or whatever. But there is a big audience for ITV. You might find people, a lot of people in England, if you mention wrestling to anyone in England of an older age, they talk about ITV World of Sport. They don't talk about Progress, Rev Pro. <clears throat> you might get a few mentioning WWE. They talk about World of Sport. So if they could maybe do a really good advert on ITV, it might draw a few of the older fans in. Not necessarily, but it'd be it'd be, it'd be good if they could get an advert on ITV. Whether or not they will, we'll wait and see. But as I say, I think it's big. It is big. It's big for us UK wrestling fans. Put it this way. I... I am very likely to watch a weekly show that's on ITV compared to, say, if it was on an on-demand service. I know, like, it's only a bit extra, but it's just more people would watch it on ITV than they would strictly on an on-demand service. 
Yes, I suppose. I mean, I think they need an option for both. There's, there's no two ways. But I'll say that ITV have got their own on-demand service. I think it's ITV Hub. So yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure they'll go on that as well. Um, Which ITV but, Hub is free, obviously, as well, to everyone to use. It's free. Yeah. and As, long, as long as you've got your paid television licence. Don't get me wrong. ITV, it's, it's big exposure for AW in the UK. However, we've just got to... We've just got to make sure we don't get ahead of ourselves. This this may be good in terms of exposure, but there's, let's be honest. There's, if this doesn't work out, then they go they go elsewhere because it it says nothing about a, a weekly TV show. Um, it just says it's got a partnership. So yeah, we we are. So if this doesn't pay off, they can go to uh, they can go and put another uh, pay per view event on somewhere else within the country. That that's not a problem. So we'll see how it goes, but the good thing about ITV is they can do, um, they can get people to buy in. They've got crossover shows; they'll get wrestlers on. But the worrying thing is now the the, the event's only a couple of weeks away, and is there going to be time to do that and to get people flown over? I think Kip Sabian's here, obviously, but he's not a big name to wrestling fans. Never mind to the to the general public. Um, Pat. Um, Pack, yeah, uh, but he's, I think he's currently in Japan at the moment, isn't he? Um, All right. So we'll we'll see, and I wish some good news. Uh, I'll definitely be watching the show wherever it's on. Yeah, is it right? This is what I'm going to finish on. I just want to get this message across. We're in a big WhatsApp group. There's about 200 people in it, right? And I saw um, someone post yesterday in it. Oh, anyone know anywhere any streams where I'll be able to watch this for free? Now, right, if you are. If you if you don't have any money, whatever you do, what you got to do to watch the show. However, I will say if you're someone who has bitched, whined, and complained about there not being an alternative to WWE to watch, yeah, do not stream this pay per view for free. If you're that adamant that you want, I don't know, a different wrestling on UK TV, whatever, spend the fourteen ninety nine and pay to watch this on ITV box office. Because don't be like, oh, this is great news, great news, ITV, woo, and then go and stream it somewhere for free. Pay for this pay-per-view if you are someone who is adamant that you want a rival to WWE. If you're not bothered about that, stream it. Do whatever you want. But don't complain in a few years when you sat watching Daniel Bryan teaming with Eric Rowan in the main event of Raw and SmackDown. That's all I'm going to say on it. I can't believe this comes from the same fella that was arguing with Jim Smallman on Facebook about using um, a certain streaming site. Oh, that's just banter, Danny. That is just pure banter. I've never streamed a Progress event illegally. I have always paid for Progress. That's the thing. I mean, going forward as well... how many how many video on demand services do we actually pay for at the moment? Oh, um, Danny, I'm New Japan Rev Pro. I've cancelled my Progress one at the moment, but every time I look at my bank, I'm on my phone because obviously with my job I get paid into my bank. I'll look at my bank and it'll be like nine pounds short. I'm thinking, what's this? The other day, WWE Network come out. I'll have Rev I, Pro coming out. New Japan. I'm considering OTT. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be honest with you. Like I've I've got three at the moment. I've got my progress, um, New Japan and WWE Network. And so all in all it cost me about twenty twenty odd quid. But 
in all honesty, it's the best 20 odd quid I, sp- I spend every month because I get value for money out of it. There's, there's not a lot of things anymore that you say, well, that, that really adds value to me. But WWA Network, do some, you, what you can't beat them on is documentaries, the, um, the Chronicle shows, things like WWE 24. They're absolutely fantastic. New Japan for the absolute quality of the um, the wrestling. And even to a point with uh, progress, you can look back on the days when I was really, really involved in the um, in the product. But also they have a good catalogue of American indies as well and some high spots videos on there. So it, it all works out. And I, and I think, as I say, every month, the best 20 quid or so I spend. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't even consider not having it. I'm someone, Danny, you paid. Oh, and I, I, I forgot. Sorry, I forgot about Honor Club as well. Uh, paid oh, that yeah, up for the year, so then, yeah. Oh, uh, did you, did you? Yeah, see, that, that's it, Danny. We, we paid, I, I don't know about you, you might not, have I paid $14.99. I paid $14.99 for every, well, my mum did, <laughs> for every WWE pay-per-view from, say, when the age of, I don't know, 10 or whatever, until, do you know what I mean? Until recently, until the WWE Network came out, I was buying traditional, I was buying traditional pay-per-view, I'd say until 2015. So I do not mind one bit if paying 20, 30 quid or whatever for a collection of on-demand services. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't like to be someone lower in the market, say, trying to get people to subscribe. I think that must be hard with the amount. It's a shame that there can't just be one big one. Do you know what I mean? Where you pay like, say, th- I'd pay 30 quid a month to get every independent wrestling on-demand service. If you excluded WWE and New Japan, I'd probably pay it. Yeah, I mean, there's like independent, t- um, independent wrestling TV, I think, and then there's that nothing else on TV, which does a lot of indies. Um, but again, you, you're going out to different subscription services just for indie wrestling. And then even then, it, it you know, it, a lot of these promotions make the money off the VODs for the loyal fans. So... <sighs> It's going to be a hard one, isn't it? Daddy, Fight Club Pro. I'm a member of their on-demand service. See, we've been members of that many <laughs> on-demand services. I've forgotten. So, yeah. Flipping out, no, wonder, <laughs> no wonder I'm thinking, why am I always skin? Um, but, yeah, we've gone <laughs> off on a tangent a little bit. But there you go. That is support the wrestling. Don't complain. There's no, there's nothing else you can watch with WWE if you're not willing to pay. Obviously, not everybody can afford to pay for certain reasons. But... I don't know. Just pay for this if, show. If if you can afford to do it, if you can afford to not have, if you can have, afford to have less, sort of skip five pints once a month, you can afford a few different uh, different streaming services. And I think that's that's the best thing to do. If you can afford to do it, if you can't, I've got no problem with you going and getting a stream. Are you staying up for it, Danny? Double or nothing? Uh, I think I probably will, history. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, same. It's, it's that big, in it? It's like, let's be honest, these are the most realistic threat, not threat to WWE, competition, say, to WWE since what? Maybe since TNA first started out. Maybe in TNA weren't that big, but TNA did get big ratings if you compare it with today. But do you know what I mean? This is WCW TNA sort of level. So it will be interesting how it goes. Um, the card, as we said, is absolutely excellent. The, the thing I like about AW, it's sort of a collection of wrestlers we've enjoyed watching on certain independent scenes for New Japan for the last few years, whatever, all now in one place. So I want to support them. And any, it's just good to have 
different types of wrestling to watch. So yeah, can't wait for Double Enough It, Danny. I hope we will be able to do a podcast the day after on the Sunday. Um, if we're well, it finishes five a.m. Sunday morning our time, so it'd be great to do a podcast on the, either the Sunday or Monday reviewing that show. Yeah, it won't be the Monday because it's my dad's birthday, but yeah, Sunday is not a problem. Sunday it is, and then Sunday. Um, oh, your dad's birthday is going to be on the championship playoff final. Your dad's birthday could be on the day Aston Villa, Derby or West Brom return to the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so double or nothing, May 25th. It's coming two weeks away now. We've got some unbelievable... I know we've been going on on this subject for a long time, but just want to get this in there. This is what we've got to look forward to in the next few weeks. Best of the Super Juniors, which we're going to preview shortly on Monday starts. Yeah, we've got Ring of Honor War of the Worlds. I believe the first show was last night. I'm going to catch up on bits and pieces of that. The next weekend is Money in the Bank. The weekend after is AW Double or Nothing. The weekend after that is NXT TakeOver. And the weekend after that is WWE in Saudi Arabia and Dominion. We've got Saudi mania month ahead. Saudi mania. Um, oh, there's going to be a lot of complaints all over about that, isn't there? But <laughs> hey, we'll save we'll save that discussion for another day. Now, Danny, speaking of WWE, I I know you don't particularly watch the weekly shows. I myself haven't watched in full the weekly shows. I've watched bits and pieces. But have you heard about this wild card rule? WWE going into ultimate panic mode with the wild card rule. Have you said it, Danny? What's been going on? I've I've read about it. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't so say unbelievably. WWE for weeks we've had the draft. We've had this draft. It's important. This is happening. That is happening. Join the what is it? The superstar shakeup, right? So we've been going on this for weeks. It's been going on. So Raw opens up. They're worried about these ratings. Oh damn it! We're going to have a wild card rule. Three people <laughs> from SmackDown can go across to Raw. I was sat there. I thought, are you taking the piss? I've been <laughs> sat watching this show for weeks about this draft. And you, you old bastard, have come out and told me, oh, none of that matters. People are coming from here, there and everywhere. Roman's out. Daniel Bryan's out. I'm thinking, is this guy taking the, the fucking piss? Oh, sorry for when the piss out of us here. So the best thing about it was, Danny, he starts with, I've got an idea. Three people coming over from SmackDown to Raw. Three people from Raw to SmackDown. And as the show goes on, he changes it to four. And I'm thinking, oh my God, they've literally, he's literally thought, he's gone backstage and he's thought, this is a good idea. This is a good idea. We'll change it to four. <laughs> and the worst thing about it was, there was five. There was five on the course of the show from SmackDown to Raw. But apparently, Elias doesn't count. The commentator's like, oh, Elias doesn't count. And I'm thinking he does. He's on SmackDown. Oh, <laughs> It, it, does he not count because he's not so much regarded as a wrestler as light entertainment? Well, he's facing Roman Reigns at Money in the Bank. <laughs> high, even hold the highest team. Oh, don't even get me started on that song. Right. <laughs> for, for years, for years, I battled for Daniel Bryan to come back to WWE, right? You can say what you want, you know, your ebbs and flows. You don't always be on top. For years, I've battled for this, yeah? For the last month, I've been worried. I thought... Oh, <laughs> don't say he's got. Don't say he's got another concussion. Do you know what I mean? Please don't say he's got another concussion. He's going to be out. We need this guy to wrestle. He's the best. I don't care what you say. He's not the best wrestler. I know you disagree, Danny. You agree. He probably is. He is the best wrestler in this company, right? So I think yes. 
he can wrestle. I have a little bit of interest. I can watch Daniel Bryan wrestle every week. I wake up yesterday morning. New SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Eric Rowan and Daniel Bryan. I just thought, oh. And then do you want to know who they face, Danny, to win these SmackDown Tag Team titles? Go on. The Usos, who were on Raw. Oh. <laughs> I was, I, I, was what, I just thought, right, that's it. As soon as I watched that, as soon as I heard that match was happening, I thought, I'm not watching SmackDown. They can do one. I'm not watching it. I, I'm sorry to shit on WWE. I know some of our listeners are WWE fans. You enjoy it. Every credit to you. But this show, this last four months, Danny, as you know, I always couldn't work out why you lot didn't watch WWE every week. I'd watch all the television, Raw, SmackDown. These last few months, it has fell off a cliff. It has been painful. Painful to watch. I don't know what is going on. Get Vince out. Get Triple H in. Uh, something has to change. I can't cope with this inconsistency. I'd sooner it be a boring show, but at least makes sense than this. It is blowing my mind. So, yeah, so with that, Danny grows up by 4% after all this. Well, it shows that it worked. No, it's going to work if you have have the main event of Raw WWE Championship match between two SmackDown guys. Main event of SmackDown WWE Championship (laughs) between one SmackDown guy and two Raw guys. The fact that Raw only went up 4% and they've had like, they've gone all out. Do you know what I mean? Um, I'm just looking at the SmackDown. Uh, SmackDown. So SmackDown did 1.9 million viewers as compared to 1.8 from last week. So it went up slightly, but you did advertise a WWE title match in the main event. Danny, from an outside perspective, what is going on? Um, you, as I say, I haven't watched WWE TV in a long time. Actually, I've seen... Um, more full SmackDowns when I've been in America and and Raws than when I've been in America than I have when I've been home. The 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 thing is for me is I get complete enjoyment from WWE because I just watch the pay per views, the big shows, and two hundred five live because it suits me. I am not um, uh, you know I am not a huge WWE fan. But I enjoy it. That is my enjoyment level of watching pay-per-views 205 Live and the NXT takeovers. But I won't watch NXT TV either. I just, you only have a certain amount of time in which to watch wrestling. So you prioritise it, for me, by what you enjoy best. That, to me, is Ring of Honor, New Japan. And then these WWE pay-per-views come at a distinct third or fourth. But I always watch them. Um, it, the, the problem is, I saw about Brian and um, Harper winning, the, not Harper, Eric Rowan, winning the tag team titles. And I thought to myself, do you know what? If that was ROH or if that was um, one of the other one of the other indie companies that, that, that can do tag team wrestling, WWE does not do tag team wrestling very well. 90% of the time. But can you imagine, like, some of those ROH, they produced a profile tag teams on the main events. ECW could do it as well. But, uh, and Impact Wrestling. But the excitement of seeing them win 
tag team titles and thinking, well, what if they really push tag team wrestling on SmackDown? What if they really, really started focusing on it? Because that they would make a fantastic team and they could say they're excelling um, and being the best team within WWE. But then you just think it might happen for like two weeks and then you just know it's going to fall away. You, you yeah. can't. You you can never see a pay per view being being headlined by a tag team championship match for WWE. I don't know whether it's happened recently. I don't think it has. I can't remember it doing. But if you think about the, I think the feud of the year two years ago was the Hardys versus the uh, Young Bucks in ROH, and you know, so Pete, there is still space for tag team wrestling. Maybe just not so in the mainstream company. I, I don't know. But well, look at AEW, Danny. This what second or third biggest match on their show is Young Bucks against the Lucha Brothers. They've said they're going to concentrate on tag team wrestling. Tag team wrestling could be great. WWE pushed it correctly, but they don't, Danny. Look at these are the tag teams on SmackDown, yeah. So these are the people who could potentially feud with Brian and Rowan, right? The New Day, although uh, Big E's currently out of action, so I'll forget about that for the time being. These are the tag teams on SmackDown. Nakamura and Rusev, heel tag team. The Cologne Brothers. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, it's not. It's not you know ideal, what I mean? Look what, they're doing with the, look what they're doing with the revival. That's how much they class. That's how much they think of tag team wrestling. They've got... Ryder and Hawkins as the tag team champions. Nobody get. No, do you know what I mean? They're probably nice guys or whatever. I'm sure that not that matters at all when we're talking about wrestling. But well, nobody cares. Do you know what I mean? It, it, to, as I say, like you say, Danny, if this was anywhere else, I'd be like, oh yeah, that gives Brian something to do. He doesn't have to be in the main event. But let's face it, they're not going to be in feuds for these for these belts. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Maybe, go and prove us wrong, WWE. I dare you. But. Yeah, yeah, but it'd be uh, nice if they tried to. But as a, you, you think of WWE over the years, and they've had some fantastic tag teams, and yet since probably the early nineties, they haven't used them in, in 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 a in a very respectful way at all. Yeah, definitely. Now, Danny, we usually close the show with New Japan. However, I think I think we'll get into New Japan now. They deserve. They don't deserve to be last on the show. We will finish off. I think with two oh five live. Um, if that's all right with you, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So, is it Monday? I think May May thirteenth. Um, I don't have any dates in front of me. May thirteenth, Danny. I think it's on Monday. Um, the New Japan Pro Wrestling Best of the Super Juniors starts. I love the Best of the Super Juniors. I watched last year's. Um, we had the classic. Uh, do you remember that that final match? I think I've spoke about it to you. Ishimori against Takahashi. Oh. That match at Corican last year for the final was one of my matches of the year from last year. It was just a brilliant, brilliant match. Obviously, Hiromu got injured shortly after that at the show in San Francisco. And there's all sorts of rumours he's going to be coming back probably after this tournament. Obviously, you don't want to bring a guy back from injury um, and show him in a tournament where he's wrestling night after night in grueling matches. So we're thinking that he's going to come back after this tournament. Um, so for people who don't know, I'm just going to tell you the block. So the A block, um, we've got Kanemaru, Marty Skrull, Titan, Takamichi Noku, Sho, Jonathan Gresham, our boy Jonathan Gresham, Shingo, 
Tiger Mask, Taiji Ishimori, and the junior heavyweight champion of Dragon Lee. So that is a very strong A block. Uh, the B block, we've got Flip Gordon, Robbie Eagles, Bandido, Desperado, Bushi, Taguchi, Yo, Rocky Romero, ELP, and William Osprey. Um, so, Danny, uh, we'll get into some of the key matches coming up. If you could pick, if we'll see who you pick, um, for the win for the winners of each block, who would you go for going through that? Um, is that a very very hard one? I think this is unbelievably Shingo's first um, best of the Super Juniors. Yeah, um, and as somebody who's uh, you know former junior heavyweight uh, tag champion, he was Noah's. Um, he won tag titles in Noah and in um, Ring of Honor, so he's a big name on the Japanese scene. I would like to see him do really, really well, um, but at the same time, I, I, I don't know. I, I think his focus again is going to be more on the tag team division. So I'm just looking through the through the lineup now. I think Bandido and I think. Um, Flip Gordon are going to do very well, very well, and they're going to be highlighted in the to- tournaments. So I don't know what 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 are yours? You you have uh, you're more the uh, you make your predictions more than I do. What 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 would yours be in each block? Right. So I'm looking. At, I think the A block, without doubt, is the strongest block. I mean, you've got Ishimori, Gresham, Shou. They've been really pushing recently. Uh, Marty Scurley was obviously a former. Junior heavyweight champion. This, this, the A block for me, like much like the G one, I think it was the B block that was the strongest. The A block in the best of super juniors is very strong. Um, I think the people who, for me, put it this way, I think they're going to be transitioning into sort of maybe a Dragon Lee, um, Takahashi, Hibot Hiromu um, feud, maybe going into August, September, if it's true that he's back. Um, so it, I say it wouldn't surprise me if Dragon Lee actually won this. And then say he wins it, and then you have um, Takahashi come out on the final night or whatever, and they start their feud going into, do you know what I mean? Going into whatever the G1 into August. Um, so for me, looking at this, I think Dragon Lee could win. However, I'm going to be honest, right? I know what you were just saying about uh, Shingo being in the tag team scene. I personally feel like he's done all he can in the junior heavyweight title scene. Um, he's been the champion. They've lost it. Whatever they've been pushing a lot. I've noticed on you know on the best of shows that he's still undefeated since he's been in New Japan, which mm. I couldn't believe. So apparently he's not been pinned. He is undefeated. Um, so for me, I'm gonna unless they go with Dragon Lee winning. I can't see Ishimori winning. He won it last year. I think he'll go far. I think you're gonna have Shingo. That's what I'm gonna say. He's gonna win the A. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think I we'll think, probably. Probably agree on that one. As I say, he was my he was my first thought um, or my go to guy. So yeah, I'll probably go with you on that one, matey. Yeah. So I'm going with Shingo. I do think Show. I really hope Show has a big tournament. They've been pushing him a lot recently. And just a quick heads up: the Show Shingo match that has been killing the Roll Two shows that they've been doing, where they've been having interaction, they've been building up for ages. Is happening on Monday. The opening night of the tournament, Shingo versus Show. I can personally not wait for that match. 
Um, but with that said, the B block, so the A block, we're both going with Shingo. Now the B block, I'm looking at this. Flip Gordon, no. Robbie Eagles, no. Bandido, I can't, although we love Bandido's amazing, I can't see them having him go to the final. Um, Desperado, no. Bushi, no. Taguchi, no. Yo, no. Rocky Romero, obviously, no. So then I think you're looking at Fantasmo, Will Osprey, between those two. Um, I'd sort of, I think they're obviously trying to push Will Osprey a lot. So he's obviously the biggest, for me, he's the biggest star in New Japan in this tournament. So I think they're going to have Will Ospreay in the final, giving whoever wins it the rub. So I think the final is going to be Will Ospreay versus Shingo. That is what I'm going to say. Obviously, you can't really predict New Japan. No. Looking looking at the B block, I think we're going to see um, the El Fantasmo uh, going through. I've got to be honest, I understand what you're saying. But with, with the focus that's being put on, our Fantasmo at the moment with um with the new the entering Bullet Club um and also the what happened with Osprey the other week. I think I can see Fantasmo beating Osprey and Osprey now then moving up to heavyweight proper after this tournament. Right. Um and Yeah, I think Osprey is gonna get his win back. Well you may you may well do, but I think what it sets with the way it sets up a um a bullet club um, a Bullet Club um, and LIJ final, if that was to happen, now fantastic. Yeah. If that was to happen, and obviously the Bullet Club didn't get any wins at the last show, I think it might be like um, a, a call to arms for the Bullet Club again. Um, we'll see. Um, but there's a lot, what we can't deny is there's a lot of exciting matches coming up here, a lot of intriguing matches, and I think we're going to be highly entertained by them all. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm looking at the first night, Danny, of um, the first night of the Best of the Super Juniors. I'm looking at the opening match. Now, Uemura is a young lion who looks really good whenever I see him. Yeah, He's facing yeah. Brody King on the opening night. Brody King's obviously not at the tournament. Yeah, but Brody King is on this tour. Uh, the whole of Villain Enterprises, as Skirl, Marty Skirl announced, are on this tour. So the first match is Uemura, a young lion, against Brody King. So that should be interesting. Um, so if you're thinking of watching the Best of Super Juniors, I encourage you to do so. I watched the tournament in full for the first time last year and I loved it. Um, the opening matches from the A Block first night, Tiger Mask versus Takamichi Noku, um, Titan versus Kanemaru and Danny. These three matches that are going on right after this. We've got Marty Skull versus Jonathan Gresham. Show versus Shingo Takagi. And a main event, again, of Dragon Lee versus Ishimori. That is one hell of a triple threat. main Well, triple main event. Wow. Some great stuff coming up there on Monday. And this, and this is on Monday. Yeah, fantastic. This is Monday. Yeah, Monday the 13th. Good stuff. I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to it this year. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So make sure you watch the best of the Super Juniors. Um, so yeah, so that that's basically it. We've got a f- just a few other notes from New Japan. Um, Tanahashi against Jay White has been announced, Danny, for the finals night of the Best of the Super Juniors. So not at Dominion, the final night of the Best of the Super Juniors. I don't know if you saw that. Um, also on Dominion, announced the Never Openweight Title match. We'll see Taichi defend his title against Ishii. 
So I would love nothing more than Ishii to take that belt and finally someone will have a really long run with that belt. I'd love to see Ishii, do you know what I mean, on all these big shows, defending that belt, having great matches. Because they're not going to give him the IWGP heavyweight title as much as I'd love that to happen. So give him this belt, let him have a really good run with it. Um, so yeah, so that, that's it from New Japan, unless you've got anything else to say on New Japan, Danny. No, just um, totally agree on the Ishii um, front. He's never going to get one of the big two belts. So, um, yeah, like, why not Why not let him roll with um, another openweight title? Yeah, definitely. I'd, I would say I would love to see that. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think that's it. I think we can head across to Danny. I'm going to play the music. Live from this week, from May the seventh. Danny, you got watching the show last night. I also watched the show last night. Um, what did you think overall on the show? Instead of running through it right now, we'll talk about overall. Overall, did you enjoy the show? Um, the balance tipped in the favour of good after the main event for me. Um, the I think a lot of it was wasted. It's one of the poorest. Um, 205 lives I've seen for a while however in the end I was happy with it because of the main events yeah that's basically how I would sum the show up as well um, as I say so it, it was the main event was really good I'm not a big fan of no DQ matches there was a few things in that I didn't like um, but on the whole the two worked their ass off to try and give us a good match so every credit to them for that so the show opened up with Mike Bennett, Mike Bennett, Mike Kanellis, um, talking about how it took him 15 years to get here and um, building up this match. We also then went to Tazawa, who had Kendrick do his promo. Uh, I love Tazawa did a funny smile at the end of it, which made me laugh. Um, that was a bit creepy up as well, hand. wasn't it? So that yeah, was a bit definitely. of a creepy smile. <laughs> Um, but this yeah. is why we like this show, Danny, because it builds everything up. Everything happens for a reason. It is simple, old school professional wrestling booking for the most part. Yeah, and I think um, just before this, we had before the match started, we had um, an interview um, with Nice from last week after they beat Gulak. I think it was like one of the backstage segments, wasn't it? And. Davari had come back, come out and said he'd interrupted me saying that he wants him to know that while he was in his match with Drew Gulak, he could have taken him out any time that he wanted to, um, which which was um, a little bit of a strange one. He just walks away. He obviously didn't do anything to him. Um, and then we go out to the ring. Yep, Davari versus Noam Dar. Danny, has Davari changed his ring attire or is it just me? I, yeah, I really, yeah, he's over the course oh, of the last couple of weeks. Horrible look for him. I preferred the old look. He looks like a heel Dean Ambrose with the jeans, with the vest top. 
not for me. He looked as bland as possible. I just don't feel like it matched up with his look. Didn't like the change in attire. Um, but yeah, he had a match with Noam Dar. Uh, the match, I don't know if you want to run us through the match, Danny, if you've got anything to yeah, say on it. For me, it was, it was a bit long. It was a real nothing match. Um, for, I understand why they did it. It was basically the highlights of this match were a really good million-dollar dream by Davari, and he followed that up with an inverted DDT. Um, there was a couple of ankle locks, like Case Angle ankle locks by Norm Dar. Um, uh, a big splash from Davari, followed by a hammer lock into a, a really impressive-looking hammer lock into a Larius, which he gets the pin. Um, throughout this match, Tony Nice was on commentary, and you could see Davari looking over at him, at him mouthing off to him. Um, as I say, it really was a nothing match. There was there was nothing to get excited about. And at the end, Tony Nice comes into the ring and he says, just so you know, I could have taken you out at any time. And again, it's all building towards the title match, Money in the Bank. Um, so I understand why it was a nothing match because they wanted to they wanted to concentrate on the build up to the the big title match at Money in the Bank. However, they don't normally have throwaway matches on this show. Unfortunately, on this one, they had two. Um, so, yeah, that that was the the upshot of everything that's happened. Yeah, I thought Noam Dar took too much of the match. I think it went seven or eight minutes, but I feel like he got... Do you know what I mean? I, he, he had him in, what, the ankle lock or whatever. I don't know. Noam Dar took too much of this match for me. How they booked the following match, spoiler alert, Singh Brothers against two random jobbers. They, that is how this match should have gone. Maybe, do you know what I mean? Maybe a four-minute match. Just, I don't feel Davari looked... It didn't really get Davari. Davari, let's face it, needs to be... They need to get him over ready for this title match. Well, they don't need to, because it's basically... It's probably going to be on the pre-show anyway. But for me, this the way they're building Davari just shows it's just a placeholder match before you get Tony Nese against an One Lorcan before someone else who's actually realistically going to potentially win the belt later down the line. Just feels like a placeholder feud for me. Um, so, yeah, I thought yes. the match went a little bit too long to get Davari over in time for the Money in the Bank match. Um, speaking of One Lorcan, was he on next, Danny, talking about how he wants the Cruiserweight title? Yeah. Uh, just a quick little basically. backstage thing. You see, this is this is again is the beauty of two hundred five live. If somebody can't talk, you won't make them talk. Only Lorcan, very straight laced, said he will. F- he, he, although he made the mistake, um, and he was beaten for the um, when he went into the cruiserweight. Uh, was it the, the, the tournament final or the he, next time? Basically, he said he get a chance at the cruiserweight title. He's not going to make a mistake. And he's gonna um he's gonna keep working harder and harder until he gets a title shot for the cruiserweight championship. Easy. No no problems, no silly silly lines or humour. He's not that kind of wrestler, so therefore he did a hard ass kind of promo. I'm gonna make I'm gonna stop fix these mistakes, I'm gonna train harder, and I'm gonna win the belts. That's all he needed to say. And that was all he did say. And then we had a Money in the Bank ad and a WWE shop ad before we went on to their next absolute classic match. <sighs> yeah, the Singh Brothers. I didn't, I'm sorry to the jobbers if you listen, I didn't take your names. Do you um, know why you didn't take the names? Go on. 
because they didn't give the fucking names. They didn't put up a graphic showing the names. They were already in the ring, and the commentators never spoke the names. That's how. That's how shit they were. I've actually got the Sing Brothers versus unnamed jobber. Yeah. So, Danny, for me, right? You 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 you're putting the Sing Brothers against these jobbers, yeah, because you want to try and get some momentum behind them. Get them put, get them over, basically. Yeah, the whole point yeah. of having someone beat a jobber is to showcase you showcasing the Singh brothers. Yeah, so if you knew you was going to do this, my argument is why have them lose clean in the middle of the ring the week before? I, I to me, it just made no sense. Um, I, I, I don't know if it, if it obviously after the match, there was no point in talking about the match after the match. Uh, they cut a promo that the Singh brothers on how they want the Lucha House party. So, yeah, you could say that it's sort of like build up a little bit, but they lost clean to them. Do you know what I mean? This should have been the first time we saw the Singh brothers get them over for a week and then they can face the Lucha House party. But instead, they did it the other way around, which some people might like. But well, me, I, I think, uh, I think what they said is they've got this film coming out in Bollywood. Um, well, not, I think they're part, a very small part of it. Um, and it's going to be this many, 1.4 billion people who can watch it. And they said the mind was off the match last week because there was delays in the um, release of this film. Which at least they're given some kind of bullshit reason. And that's why they were, the, the minds weren't on Lucha House Party. However, they're going to prove that, uh, that they're better than Lucha House Party and challenge them to a match next week. Which I honestly think will probably be a good match. Um Obviously, remains to be seen, but um, I'm, I look forward to it. But as you say, it hasn't been built up well. Uh, they seem to have been treated a lot more like a comedy act than somebody who's going to actually give a decent match to the Lucha House Party. So, not the best of segments, and as I say, not the best of half to the show. No, not at all. Um... We have a few backstage segments or whatever. Uh, Mike and Maria are backstage heading to the ring. Drake Maverick bans Maria from ringside, just like Brighton Kendrick was banned from ringside. Um, they announce a fatal four-way for next week. James Drake versus Mark Andrews versus Humberto Correa versus Jack Gallagher. Obviously, next week, 205 Live is from the O2 Arena in London. Um, so obviously I'm guessing, but I'm going to say Jack Gallagher and James Drake will be, and Mark Andrews even will be over huge, but it's 205 live, so maybe not. Um, so yeah, that uh, should be a good match, Danny, next week. It is, and I noticed that um, on El Ligero's, or now Just Ligero's Facebook page, that he mentioned that he was going to be having a match on 205 live this week, his first match. So Always somebody's entertained me. Always somebody's put 100, 100% in. So it'll be good to see who he's uh, going up against as well. Yeah, they've announced that match, you know, Danny. I remember, I've seen a graphic for it somewhere. I just can't think who it's against. Mm. Um, but anyway, so on to the main event. Akira Tozawa versus Mike Bennett versus Mike Kanellis in a no-DQ match. Danny, they use trash cans, they use chairs... The opening 10 minutes for me of this match was everything I don't like about WWE no DQ matches. However, they got me into it when they started actually fighting, wrestling, just having a real scrap, basically. Um, yeah, so 
it was a good match, weren't it, Danny? In the end, it was a good match. I didn't really like the finish, but it was a good match overall. I I really enjoyed it. Um, good at the right at the start. There was an octopus stretcher on the outside by Tazawa, and it was turned into a um, yeah a side slam on the ramp, which looked really good. And obviously, when you hit a high impact move on the ramp, it actually sounds great as well. Um, there was Bennett had set tables up at ringside early on, and um, had never been used throughout the match. Um, there was a really good actually. Um, uh, Tazawa had gone for a tope suicida, and Mike Bennett. Sorry, I'm just going to call him Mike Bennett. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mike Bennett caught him with a super kick on the outside as he went through the ropes, and he sold it so well. And again, first couple of minutes of the match, really, really like that. Um, and then they went through for the. Um, the spot with the chair where they're trying to suplex each other through it. And there was reversal after reversal after reversal. And eventually Tazawa suplexes Mike Bennett through the two chairs. Looked really good. And he followed it up with a sh- uh, shiny wizard to knock him out the uh, knock him out the ring. So whereas you didn't enjoy this, I, I really enjoyed the first few minutes of this. I enjoyed the whole match, to be honest. But I enjoyed the first few minutes specifically. Yeah. Not not for me. Um, I, I say I liked it after you know after like you say after um, Tazawa went head first into that bin. Well, I'm not calling it a trash can into that bin. Um, the dustbin. It was round Mike Bennett's head. Yeah, the dustbin. It was <laughs> not the trash can that was round uh, Mike <laughs> Bennett's head. Mike Bennett, Mike Canellis's head. Um, yeah, the match started picking up. Um, so yeah, there was a, there was a suplex apron bump, which seems to happen in most matches these days. Um, so yeah, the crowd the crowd even started chanting, "This is awesome!" It brought a tear to my eye. Um, yeah, the crowd chanting, "This is awesome!" for a two hundred five live match. The crowd were previously pissing me off by chanting, "We want tables!" While these two were exchanging holds in the middle of the ring. Tables? What is the obsession with tables? Never once have I been to a show. And I've been like, oh, I really want to see someone go through the table. No, not for me. Not for me at all, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so, yeah, there I was think, some, um, that top rope. Go on. Go on, mate. Sorry, top rope. I was good. I was just about to say that top rope mid-air Hurricane Rana to Mike Canellis through the table was a great spot. So I've completely contradicted myself <laughs> no, that time. But, yeah, that was an impressive but, spot. But when someone just goes through it, I uh, I think there was a reason why that was a good spot. Can I just say as well, after the dustbin was brought into the ring, um, <laughs> Tazawa went for a German, but Bennett reversed it into a Michinoku driver onto the bin, which looked really, really good, and that was for a close two count. But the reason I agree, totally agree with you on that, that, that spot on the outside, um, after Bennett had laid uh, Tazawa on the table, Sorry, Tazawa had laid Bennett on the tables. He rolls off, um, and um, Tazawa tries to come off the top rope, but Bennett catches him with a super kick and then puts yeah. Tazawa on the table. So you've gone from Bennett being on the table, who caused Tazawa, and then now Tazawa's on the table. Bennett goes to the top rope, and then Tazawa catches Bennett while he's on the top rope. Tazawa then attempts to suplex Bennett um, through the tables. But it gets blocked, and Bennett then goes to attempt that Michinoku driver, 
which Tozawa reverses into the Hurakarana from the top, and he goes through the tables. So I think that builds up of who's going to get it, who's going to get it, um, reversal, canter, and then eventually, boom, a big Hurakarana off the top, which looks fantastic. It's reminiscent of the old Mikey Whipwreck um, and Kid Cash and ECW when they used to do it into the tables off the ring. It looked really, really good. And then, obviously, from there, it goes into the end of the match. Um, Tazawa drags Bennett back into the ring and hits him with a senton with a couple of chairs on top of Mike Bennett. And the elevation that he gets on this uh, senton was absolutely huge. Um, looked really good for me, the way the chairs then went. Hit, hit Bennett, hit Tazawa's back, and then went flying up in the air. Pulled him over for a three counts, but I think did you did you say earlier you didn't like the finish? Uh, no, I just didn't. I mean, I, it was an impressive finish, but you know how Tazawa came down on the chairs. I mean, I mm. didn't like it as if he could have got injured. Sort of, I didn't like it. Do you know what I mean? Oh. It just, you know, like the positioning of the chairs, how it landed on your back like that. It sort of made me wince a bit, but it was an impressive spot. Do you know what I mean? If you don't give a shit about the wrestlers, I'm sure you loved it. Um, but yeah, as I said, Danny, this match for me, the, Akira Tozawa will take these separately. Akira Tozawa in this match busted his ass. He literally worked this match like it was the last match he was going to work. He, he's doing the hurricane round through a table and he looked like he took a, a really bad bump off that. Um, it, it looked sore when he hit the dustbin on the outside. Um, do you know what I mean? He was just everywhere. He was everywhere, killing himself for, to get a good match in front of this crowd. But eventually got into it. Mike Bennett, fuck Mike Canellas. Mike Bennett had a really impressive outing as well. Um, it was nice to see Maria not beat in the match. They just went out there, no nonsense, and delivered a very good match. That is the best thing about 205 Live, Danny, right? Well, you know you're going to win 15 minutes. You, you've also been saying on previous episodes, Nam, that you've been looking forward to this. They've created a match yeah. that's not on a pay-per-view, that's a main event on a television show, on 205 Live where they've had a good build with anticipation. It was done for a reason. And then when the match hits, it's been a great match. And it's got this crowd who are after a SmackDown taping, who are obviously tired anyway, chanting, this is awesome. I'm really into the, really into the match. Got a good reception when I finished. Um, it's simple booking, done well, as we keep saying. And it, it really paid off. Uh, it was an it was a great match on a TV show, on a weekly TV show. Um, I hear that Matt Riddle's going to face off against uh, Adam Cole on NXT to, um, tonight. Well, last night it was. Um, I would hope that that match would be as good. But I think this has just done so well and it's still underappreciated. Yeah. Definitely, Danny. I mean, look, look, right, I'm just looking through some of my notes here, right? In this show, we've got built up a future Oni Lorcan versus Tony Nese match. Do you know what I mean? They built that up, Oni Lorcan, yeah. talking about how he wants to start his journey to the titles. They built up a Singh Brothers um, against Lucha House Party rematch. And they built up the Gallagher career, Humberto career. Do you know what I mean? They built up. Do you have to get a sweet during the middle of my assessment? They, be, they built up. They built up Gallagher. Well, you was having it through half of that last review, anyway. They built up Gallagher Humberto um, as well during the failed four-way match um, for next week. So, in this fifty-minute show, we've had 
two, three matches, yeah, we've had three segments that have built up future matches and we've had a big payoff for a match they've been building up for a few weeks. That is what you want to do on a weekly show. So I really, I don't know. For me, if you want, if you're an independent guy or whatever, you're a fan of New Japan and you're looking for something to watch from WWE, watch 205 Live. Simple booking, no bullshit for the most part. And it's just, you're going to watch 50 minutes each week and you are basically guaranteed to at least see one very good match. What more could yeah. you watch? What more? Yeah, could- it's light entertainment for a week, isn't it? You don't have to sit down yeah. and watch a three-hour or four-hour pay-per-view type show to see one or two good matches. You're going to see a good match on there. As I say, this is probably the worst 205 Live episode, especially the first half I've seen for a while because it's normally all good wrestling. It was a little bit of bullshit the first two matches because they were purely focused on building to the next thing. However, the main events made up for them. That was the majority of the show as well. So... Go ahead and watch it if you're uh, if you're interested. We'll be flying the flag for two oh five live. Yep, we will. We are two oh five live super fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're always as I say, we've just thought I, do you know what I mean two oh five live, I don't really hear it spoke about on many other pay-per-views. I mean on every many other podcasts. So if you want to have a weekly review of two oh five live, just to hear what's going on. We'll review the show. We're going to review it every week for you. So this is your one-stop place for a full recap on the 205 show. We're giving them a bit of the spotlight, a bit of the credit that they deserve for putting on a very good show. So for everyone who says we might, I might bash WWE, this is a WWE show that I enjoy watching every week. So it's not all bad. Like 95% of it is fucking terrible, but there is 5% that is good. <laughs> So, yeah, Danny, that's it. That was 205 Live. Um, I think we've talked about everything that we wanted to talk about. Uh, Best of the Super Juniors coming on Monday. We're going to be watching a little bit of the Ring. I'm guessing you'll be watching a lot of the Ring of Honor stuff. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting week in wrestling and in football. But, yeah, that's it, Danny. I think that's the show. Anything else you wanted to talk about? No, no, just to to emphasise... I had a great time at uh, at Progress as well. Uh, I will be getting the vlog up on the YouTube channel. So for both the YouTube channel and on any platform that you use, please consider subscribing and giving us a rating. Really appreciate that. Um, We will be going to Fight Club Pro by the looks of it um, in two weeks' time. So that should be a good day out in Wolverhampton. Um, And that's for the hangover part two, isn't it? So, looking forward to that yeah. as well. Lots of good stuff in terms of television, pay-per-view and stuff coming up. And also some really good um, live uh, live wrestling as well. So, thank you very much, Dan. I really appreciate it. No, that's fine, Danny. I enjoyed it. So, yeah, as Danny said, so next week, I will. I might, might be a solo show because I don't know about our schedules, but I will... I'll be reviewing the opening night, maybe the opening two nights of the Best of the Super Juniors. I'll try and get that up next Tuesday, Wednesday. And we will be back, as ever, at the end of next week with a wrestling newspaper weekly discussing everything that's gone on on the show. Um, So, yeah, that's it. Subscribe. Give us a five-star rating if you enjoy the show. If you don't enjoy the show, well, I don't know. That's up to you, isn't it? So, yeah, subscribe. (laughs) 
Look on YouTube under search wrestling newspaper. Danny will be uploading his vlog from the Progress Show on Monday. So, yeah, that's it. Danny, I will see you next week. And we will know who is the champions of England by next week's show. I hope the show next week is opened with a Blue Moon song. We will see. Danny, it's been a pleasure as always. Speak to you next week. Speak to you later, mate.